Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. As promised, we are back now for the last segment of our Business of Yoga and Wellness series, where we are going over our operations and management plan, as well as the financial factors. So let's jump right in. We want to discuss what to put in the section of your business plan template, operations and management. So what to consider here is we're getting into the nitty gritty aspects of owning this wellness business. So there's a lot of little details that might be overlooked when you're imagining running your amazing and profitable, excitable, and transformational business, okay? And here are a couple of things that we want to lay out in the details because the devil is in the details of your business. And really what's important is just laying out every aspect of how this business is going to fully function and fully operate. You want to know who's in charge, and that's where knowing who the owners are and knowing who's wearing what hat. And you might be wearing all of the hats, and so you really want to know how you're going to split your time, how you're going to manage everything, and how it's going to be allocated. Okay, so a couple of questions that you want to ask yourself, and this is something that you also want to circle back to your business plan. And especially when we're talking about financials is what you want to dedicate to payroll dollars. All right. Does each employee have a written job description detailing their responsibilities? Very important. You want to be sure that whoever is on your team is very clear and specific about the goals that they have. What is it that you're delegating to them? What are going to be the responsibilities? What are they going to be held accountable for? What are the by-when dates of things need to get done? And who is going to be in charge of overseeing them? And who is going to be in charge of doing and implementing it? Okay. Then you want to also keep in mind who is in charge of the hiring, the firing, all of the legalities, all of the legal disputes, all of the operational functionality of licensures that you are going to need, okay? Do you have a location or facility chosen for your studio? And if so, do you need to build out the facility? Do you need to hire contractors? 
Do you need to get a heating system installed, infrared system? Do you need a pool? Do you need a certain type of pool? Do you need a heated pool or a pool for different abilities? So considering what are the tools that you're going to need at the location for the facility that you're going to be building and how much is that going to cost you to make those adjustments and or equipment costs. And that equipment also includes any yoga walls that you have, especially if you're opening an Iyengar studio and you're going to have one of those wood walls with all of the ropes on them. If you're going to have trapeze, if you're going to have the silks, if you're going to have poles, what are you going to have? Are you going to have medical scanners? Are you going to need medical equipment? Are you going to need bolsters and blankets and props and all the things that make a really wonderful yoga studio? All of those things need to be considered when you're building out the operations. How, who's going to have the keys to the facility? Who is going to open and close the doors? Who's going to go through the scheduling system and whoever you're using to manage all of your team members and the financials that are coming in and the reports? Who is going to run the day-to-day -day basics for the operations of the business and what are going to be the hours? When are they working? Are they going to have a balanced life? How is this all going to be balanced with what you're going to need overseeing? Or are you the person overseeing all of that? Do you make employees sign contracts? Are you going to have a non-disclosure? Are they going to be able to work in only your studio exclusively? Or are they going to be able to work with other yoga studios and other business offerings and other business companies while they're working for you? Is there a non-compete agreement, a non-disclosure? How is that going to work for you? And how is that going to work with your employees? Are they going to be renting a spot? Are they going to be renting that class hour time and paying you for that space? How are you going to set up that operational structure? Is it a donation-based yoga studio? How does that work? And then how are you going to schedule your classes? Are you going to have classes online? Are you going to have in-person and online classes at the same time? Are you going to have them at different times? Who's going to be leading them? Who's going to be taking them? Thinking about that as well. What is the technology that you need if you are doing virtual classes, which goes back to equipment costs? Are you going to need lighting equipment? Are you going to need video equipment? Are you going to need a new camera? Are you going to need... Um, earphones, are you going to need mics, speakers, all of the things. So keep all of that in mind. And also consider who are your task managers. Are you going to be using Asana? Are you going to be using Monday.com, Zen Planner, MindBody, um, My Best Studio? So are you going to be utilizing these resources of whom I will put down below? Are you going to be using Kajabi? So what are some of the business plans and task managers like Trello that you're going to be using to implement to help structure and organize your business. What are the daily costs of doing business? How many days are you going to be open? Does it cost more to have the studio open during slower months or is it better to take a break and close the studio down? 
or is it up and coming and it's brand new and you need to be open year round that first year. So consider if you're a seasonal business, if you're a year round business, if you're online, if you're both, how much money is it going to cost to run the facility? And that includes running the AC if you're going to have the AC on or if you even have AC. Are you going to be utilizing the heater? How often is the heater going to be going on if you're doing warm classes or warm sessions or massage therapy sessions or any type of wellness practice that requires some kind of electricity or infrared or lights? So really think about all of your costs and how many days you need to be open so that you can come flat to plan. Have you registered the business yet? How long is the registration and inspection process going to be? Have you taken the time to reach out to the fire marshal for the code? And are you reaching out to the appropriate people for the permits that you're going to need? So these are all things that you also need to keep in mind that are not so sexy, but are needed in order to make your business really fully run and function in a really, really strategic and really easy way. Now we are going to move into the financial factors. So again, have that pen and paper ready and here we go. So what to put here? Running this type of a business can be very profitable. However, you're going to need to be prepared to endure some losses before you start up and running. Okay, so when before you start turning that major profit, and hey, kudos, kudos, and cheers, cheers to all of you that are already making a profit within your first six months. Dude, do I wish I was you. So kudos and cheers, cheers to your savviness and congratulations. But for the most of us that really need to do a lot more grit, then here are some things you want to keep in mind. In this section, you want to lay down the details of the financial plan. You want to figure out every expense that you're going to have. And I'm talking all the way down to the pens, the paper, the paper clips, all the way down to the nitty gritty. Don't tie in anything that's personal. All right. So no personal expenses. That's going to be completely separate from your business. You only want to focus on anything that is fully operational for your business. Visualizing the financial outlay of opening a business such as a wellness business or a yoga studio can really help you better understand very educatedly what risk you're about to take. Okay, so really, really, really understanding the investment, the financial investment. And I'll be really honest with you. I I spent close to twenty five thousand dollars my first year operating. It was a lot of losses because it was a lot of trial and error. And let me tell you, I was okay with failing fast because as soon as I learned something from that failure, I knew not to do it again. And I knew where to invest my money appropriately and where not to. I also didn't have a coach back then to help guide me along the way like I did a little bit later down the road when I decided to really get serious and not lose thousands of dollars anymore. So keep that in mind. Getting yourself with a business coach is going to be very stellar for you. When you invest in yourself, you're investing in the growth of your business. So really keep that in mind. 
Don't feel guilty when you need to invest the money appropriately into yourself because that is how you're going to grow and you're going to become a better leader. So think about it like that. And I'm not talking about investing your money in yourself to go on vacation. I'm talking about investing your money in yourself to grow your knowledge and expand your brand and your offering and grow your team. Questions that you're going to want to ask yourself is how do you plan on making your profit? Are your classes going to have certain fees? Are you going to be offering any personal training or coaching? Are you going to be offering any supplemental sales or bundles or promotions within the first few months or within the first couple of weeks of opening? Are you going to be offering any certification classes? And is anyone on your team Y-A-C-E-P. Are they Yoga Alliance continuing education providers if you are in the yoga business? And respectively, if you're in yoga therapy, are they part of the International Yoga Therapy Alliance? Are they part of Accessible Yoga? Are they part of the Yoga Council, Yoga Service Council? Um, where are they a part of? Are they a part of a medical industry or a medical association that offers a certain amount of free programs and, and offerings? So really consider where you are networking and where you have your people coming from and what kind of certifications they are able and qualified to offer so that you can offer certifiable classes. What is going to be your monthly financial goals? Do you need to make consistently $5,000 a month and more to keep the rent and the overhead and pay your teachers and pay yourself and keep the operations going? Or are you looking at a little bit more than that on a monthly basis? So keep in mind the cost of running the operation. How many months can you sustain business before you'll need to turn a profit? This is going to have you go back to your Yoga Studio Financial Excel spreadsheet, and you're going to utilize your spreadsheet as your tool. And you don't have to use that one, by the way. Like, you can totally make your own up. I actually did after I did mine, and then I took the meat and potatoes that I thought were the most useful for me, and I got rid of the rest because some of the things were just not applicable to me. I'm mainly an online business. I don't really have a brick and mortar. My brick and mortar for me is wherever I can pop up my mobile devices and start shooting. So keep that in mind. You want to keep your costs, your spreadsheet handy dandy so that you can turn to it to understand what your profit is going to need to be to sustain the operations for your business so you can cover your payroll costs, you can cover your operational costs, and that you can have revenue generated within the first year. How much money are you willing to spend on starting this business venture? How much money are you willing to invest yourself? That's a hard one. You don't realize how much money you are putting into your business. And I can tell you, I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars into this business of my own personal money. So you never stop investing in your business and you never stop investing in yourself. This is your greatest asset. And over time, I've yet to have a loan for my business because I have put so much of myself into it. This is going to be the first year that I'm actually going to be applying for a loan because I want to expand my brand. And in doing so, it would be in my financial benefit to actually borrow the money 
so that I can turn the profit that I need and pay it all off. So really get savvy with how you want to grow and expand your business and your business plan and your business model. Okay. Now we're going to move on to a few more questions. I hope so far everyone's still with me and you're all right. I know it can be a lot. So I'm going to just give you a moment and take a big old breath. All right, let it out. Cool, we on it. We're okay. So we are gonna now go into: Will you be providing all the financial capital, or will you be seeking outside investors? And I sort of kind of answer this a little bit on my own, but th- I want to expand on this. So financial capital is money that is going to help you start your business, and Sometimes we have really amazing people out there that want to help you, and so they invest in you. And in doing so, you always, I don't care who it is, I don't care if it's your grandpa, I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your best friend, or anyone that wants to fully support you, you want to have a contract with them, period. You want to make sure you're protecting yourself and you're protecting them and that you're being held accountable for what you're going to pay them back if they're investing in you on the basis that you are going to pay them back and that you are going to make money. Now, if they are a genuinely kind soul and they want to see you succeed and they're investing in this venture because they fully believe in you and you need not pay them back, then that investor is a grant investor. They are granting you that money and that money has become a legitimate grant and they are investing in your well-being of growing this business. So keep that in mind that if you create a relationship with someone and they invest in you, Ask them, is this money some money that you want me to return to you or is this money you are gifting me? If it's a gift, then you are stop clean, free, stop free, stick out clear, all the fun terms. You are out of the weeds with having to repay them back because they are investing in the future for your business as a grant. Okay? Very important. I learned that the very hard way. So you really want to make sure that you have your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Okay. Now, are you also going to be seeking an outside investor? So could this be the SBA is going to be giving you a loan? Are you going to apply for a loan? Are you going to apply for grants if you're a nonprofit? How are you going to raise the capital that you are going to need so that you can either ask for less money or that you don't, you can be completely 100% debt free. So how do you want to operate and run the financials of your business and decide on whether the investors are going to give you an interest rate and are you willing to pay them with that interest rate or are they doing it without an interest rate? And that also includes any bank loans and lending and any other acquisitions that you acquire. And then also the last one that I'll leave you with, I know I've overwhelmed you enough. What's the maximum? And I know this is going to be the hardest question and it's really, really, really emotionally driven, but it's something that needs to be mentioned because like investing in cryptocurrency or the stock market, we have our waves of 
influx and abundance, and we have our waves where we're kind of dry, okay? And we want to be prepared if we have any losses in this venture. So are you willing to lose in this venture? And if so, how much are you willing to lose in this venture? What is the maximum that you are willing to lose? And how much is that dollar amount that you're looking at losing in this venture? And I don't mean it like you're going to lose it because you don't lose it, really. If you put your heart and soul into it, you actually make it. But in the beginning, and I want to really be very honest, the first three years of your business, depending on how much heart and soul you're pouring into this, is going to determine if you succeed or you don't. And that's a really hard reality. What you put into your business is what you get out of it. You can't expect to be a professional expert yoga teacher if you're only showing up to class once a week. You can't expect to be a professional Ayurveda practitioner if you're only practicing once a week. If you are not living and breathing and turning your passion into action, you cannot expect to have your business be successful. You have got to put in the hard work in order for it to grow the way that you want it to grow. You cannot at all have a business like a plant that is neglected. If you don't water the root, you will not see the fruit. And so it's important to water the root to bear the fruit. And therefore, you will reap the reward. Depending on how deep down you plant that seed is going to determine how much time is going to be needed in order for that oak tree to grow from that little itty-bitty seed. And so remember, there is great strength. The next time that you look at a tree, redwood tree, oak tree, palm tree, all the trees, those trees started from an itty-bitty tiny little seed. And that little itty-bitty tiny seed developed into deep roots that are into the earth that go beyond the surface level. And that same itty-bitty little seed also started to sprout and make its way up through the mud and through the dirt and through all of the stuff and make it to the surface and then bloop, go straight up towards the sky. And then as the earth was nourishing this little seed, it started to get thicker and stronger and it would go through storms and hurricanes and cold spells and all of the different seasons and it still persevered and it still grew and every single one of those seasons and every single one of those experiences made that tree super, super strong. And now that tree has solidified its roots it is a thick, giant bark of a tree and all of the different branches with all of the flourishing leaves is all full of abundance. And it took hard work 
determination, and courage to get through. So I really want to motivate and empower you to take the time to do this business plan and to sit down and to know that you can do it and you will do it. Do not stop at the first no. Keep going. That no is only a no right now. Because why? They not ready yet for you, baby. They not ready yet. And that's why that no is a no. Because you got it. Don't let anyone tell you differently. And I'm going to leave you with that. If you need me, you know where I am. Always reach out to me. I've got your back. And if you need any more resources, happy to share them and post them along the way. All right, y'all. I'll see you in the next episode. Much love. Namaste. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.